Bava Metziah, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Vav, 1-6. And now this Mishnah, and really the rest of the Perik, transitions to what happens if you find contracts. To whom should you return the contract? And the contracts we're going to talk about here in this Mishnah, Mishnah Vav, are Shtarei Chov, IOU contracts. The the contract says, you know, that um, Reuven borrowed money from Shimon, or Shimon lend money to Reuven. Okay, same thing. So now... Normally what happens is that the person who's doing the lending of the money, Shimon, who's called the Malve, uh, would keep that IOU um, because that's his proof that Reuven owes him the $100. So if Reuven doesn't pay him, Shimon could take this piece of paper to the Shtarchov, to the Bezid, and say, listen, this is worth $100 because I want Reuven to pay me, and the Bezid will enforce it. Okay? So what normally happens is the Malve, the lender, in our case, Shimon, will have keep the Shtarchov, the contract, and then when it's paid off, the lender will hand off the contract to the borrower. So it's not in the lender's hands anymore, he can't collect a second time, and normally the borrower would just tear it up or something, you know, destroy it, because that way he can't have it claimed in him a second time. Which means, it would stand to reason in a vacuum that if you find that IOU, the natural person, the most likely person to whom it belongs, is the lender. You should give it back to the lender, therefore. However, the thought is that you could be messing up, not just, you know, if you give it to the wrong person, not just the borrower and lender are standing messed up if you give it to the wrong person, but there's also a third party who can get messed up. And who's that? If the loan um, encumbers property, and that's typically the case, that's the halacha, that's the sheet of the chacham, we'll see in a second, meaning if Reuven borrows money from Shimon, so then when he gets $100, there's like automatically a lien put on his real assets, his property, kind of like a bank having a mortgage on the property, which would mean if Reuven fails to pay Shimon back and he claims he has no money in his bank account, Shimon can go and repossess his property. If he used to have property, but meanwhile he sold the property, so then the people who bought the property are called lekuchos, they're like the purchasers of the property. The lender, in this case Shimon, could go to lekuchos who purchased the property from Reuven, and say, listen, you bought that property after we, after I loaned money to Reuven. And therefore, I have a galeen on your property, and I'm going to force you to sell it to get my money back, or you can you know, give me yourself the money if you want to. But the point is I'm, I, I have a lien in the property. Just like if you have a loan from the bank, the bank will have a mortgage on your property, if you go and sell your, so now you have a house, right? You have a house, but you owe the, the, the bank, you know, the million dollars on the mortgage. So when you sell the house to somebody else, the bank will say, well, I don't care if you sell it, but listen, you have to set up with me first. The first million dollars of the sale proceeds goes back to us and you can't sell it if it's worth less than us, et cetera. So the point is the, the lender could have a, a lien on the property. And then normally the case is, although we'll see this in the in our mission here, the halacha is that if you don't specify otherwise, all of the real assets, all the property that belongs to the borrower, all of it becomes immediately subject to this lien. It's all encumbered by the obligation to pay back this loan. Okay? That being the case, if we would find an IOU contract and we give it back to the lender thinking it must have been his because if it would be if it would be paid off, the borrower would have torn it up. So then now the lender has like a crack not just at the borrower, but he has a crack at the Lukuchos, the people who bought the property of the bar in the meantime. And you can get like paid a second time from them, if you will. So the concern is that um, there could, even if the borrower says, I admit it, I didn't pay it back yet, it should go back to lender as an unpaid IOU, 
The concern is there could be a kununya. Kununya is collusion, meaning there's a scheme going on between the borrower and lender. The borrower and lender start, you know, behind closed doors, say, listen, I know I lend you the money, I know you paid me back, but you know what? This contract has resurfaced now. In the meantime, you have no money. So let if you if you tell the mezzan that it still belongs to me, I will go and collect the money from the person to whom you sold your house, and then we can split up the proceeds of the house that I that I get back. So we can collude and, and scheme together to get to get extra money. Since the rabbis were afraid of collusion, kanunya, therefore they said, if there's a lakuchos that are exposed here, so then we should not return the starchov, the IOU, even to the lender, lest there's a scheme that would be there to you know disenfranchise you know against the the lakuchos people who bought the the property in the meantime. So now it says the mission inside because there's it's let's see, matzah starchov, a guy. Finds an IU floating in the in the breeze. Here it's plural shtarichov, which sounds like contracts, but it's really just one contract, singular. We're just using plural to contrast with like the next mission and so on. So the guy finds this IU blowing in the breeze. If it explicitly mentions that there's a lien on some property that is encumbered by this loan, there's lakuchos who are exposed, then lo yachzir, then the person who finds it should not give the contract back to the lender because it could enable the lender to you know, take more than its fair share by exploiting the lakuchos. Shabezin nifran mehen, because um, the bezin will otherwise allow the lender to extract money from the lakuchos, the purchaser of the property that was sold by the borrower after the lender made the loan. Ein behen however, if there's no property that's leaned Subject, you know, is collateral to this loan. So therefore, there's no relevance to Lukuchos being exposed. So then Yachazir, then the person who finds the contract blowing the breeze, should return it to the lender because he's the presumptive owner. Because if he had had his loan paid back, then he would have given it over to the borrower who would have promptly destroyed it. Because even if the lender gets the contract back, he won't be able to, you know, extract money from the Lukuchos, the people who bought the property in the meantime, because there's no lien written in the contract, Divrib Mer, says Rabbi Mer. Because Rabbi Mer assumes if you don't write a lien, there is no lien. However, the Chacham Ormim, the Chacham reject that. They say, It doesn't matter whether or not there's an explicit lien on any property in the IOU. You should not return it to the lender. Because according to the Chachamim and the Halacha, if there's no mention of a lien on property, it doesn't matter. We say that's the ta'us of the sofer. That's just a mistake of the sofer who neglected to mention the liens on the property. But there's like an automatic lien on the property. Unless you specifically say otherwise, there's no lien, there is a lien on the properties. And therefore, the rabbis say and the chum say you should never give it back to the lender because um, you could be messing up lukuchos. Uh, in the event that that wouldn't be the case, like for example, I don't know, it was explicit that there is no... You know, there is no um, lien on any properties. This is like a non, you know, a non-recourse loan or something like that. So then, indeed, it would go back uh, to to the lender because no one else can get messed up.